Hi, we are talking to amazing people in construction and education about recruitment, training, and retention. Welcome to the Builder's Table. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilkerson. Hi, this is Jennifer Wilkerson. Welcome to the Builder's Table. Today, we're going to be talking about grants. And a lot of people out there may be thinking, why are we talking about grants when this is a construction podcast? But right now, with us talking about skilling our workforce, with us talking about training, construction, education, how do you fund that? What if you're a small contractor? What if you're a construction education foundation or an association and your members want you to start doing more training? The concern is, how am I able to fund that? And so we thought we'd bring in some experts from the grant world and we'd have them answer a few questions and talk to us a little bit about the role that grants can have in construction education. So today I'm very excited from Grants Plus we have Dana Textoris and we have Matt Carter. Welcome. Thank you, Thank Jennifer. You. Great to be here. Thank you. So let's just start out with some real basics and have each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and how you ended up at Grants Plus. Matt, we'll start with you. Sounds good. Uh, so I'm, I'm Matt Carter. I'm actually one of our senior advisors at Grants Plus, um, and I've been here about eight years. Um, and most of my role is helping clients uh, succeed and getting grants and getting the funding they need to do their work. Um, and we have clients all over the country doing great work, including NCCER, doing some great stuff for, for our country. Um, and I, I have been actually dealing in fundraising for 13 years now, most of it in grants, um, and came to Grants Plus for the challenge and the variety. Um, so I, lo I love having clients all over the country doing all kinds of things. Great, terrific. Dana, how about you? Well, it's funny because, um, you know, I think nobody really goes to fundraising school, although I think that's actually changing and you can major in fundraising. But growing up, I never had a very specific career objective, but I knew I wanted to help make the world a better place. Um, my dad was a cement finisher. My mom stayed home while I was growing up. And uh, but I, I knew that there was a big world out there and I and I wanted to 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 help make it better. Uh, so I found my way into the nonprofit sector. Uh, in one of my early jobs, my boss had me write a grant proposal, and that kind of gave me a taste of what it would be like to uh, to cast that vision, uh, to articulate a need, and then to get that win. And from there, I went off to California. I helped a lot of organizations raise funding and came back to Cleveland, where I grew up, to join Grants Plus now almost 10 years ago. That's wonderful. And I think that you your role now is that you're CEO of Grants Plus, correct? Yes, it's very exciting. This is an exciting year for us in a lot of ways. Uh, our founder started Grants Plus 15 years ago. So this year we mark 15 years. We also mark a quarter billion dollars raised on behalf of our clients. Uh, so yes, I personally started working with Grants Plus to work with clients, but it's also an exciting year for me because as of, um, as of uh, this point, I am CEO of the company and we have such an amazing team of more than 30 staff across the country. So we're really looking forward to the next 15 years. You know, I think it's fabulous. I was just sitting here thinking that, so coming from, I want to change the world and, and <laughs> at the same time, having a father that was in construction through cement and stuff, it's like, yeah. what better person to help us figure out how 
grants can relate to construction than someone that has this kind of aspiration and a background. <laughs> so well, I and love Jennifer, it. I have to tell you, it's funny because growing up, my dad and his two brothers were all in construction and they had a whole bunch of girls and not one of us <laughs> was allowed to go on site and, and learn the trade. So I am so excited that NCCER is helping change that. And um, I know we're seeing a lot more women in construction. Yes, absolutely. Uh, huge topic for us going forward, and we're seeing so much expansion in that area. And of course, there's need right now across the mm -hmm. board. So, you know, you talk about this, uh, the, the type of money that you've been able to raise for your clients and help people, as you said, to make the world a better mm -hmm. place. What do you think the key to the success of Grants Plus has been? Mm. Well, I, I think it, it's really a few things. One, we work with amazing organizations. And before any organization can win a grant, they have to have a plan. They have to have a vision. They have to have the kind of programming that is fulfilling community need. And so a big part of the way we've been able to be successful is we help organizations to activate that impact that they know they can have. And by seeking the right investment from funders, they're able to make that impact come alive. So one, we work with amazing organizations from community serving organizations to colleges and museums to construction education foundations and other organizations focused on construction. Um, and I think something else that's really key is that when we work with one of those organizations, they are not outsourcing their grants to us. This is a partnership where we bring the grants expertise and the grant writing and research muscle, but that organization, our client, is the expert in their own program, in their own plans, and putting that all together, we're able to help them translate that into the language that funders speak and then help them build the connections that are so key to getting in the door. Yeah, I love what you just said. You put a lot in there, but really what stood out was that activate their impact. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool and something that maybe we as the construction industry have not thought about mm -hmm. activating our impact. And I think the other thing that is so wonderful with Grants Plus is like you said, it's a partnership. Mm -hmm. It's not, well, I'm going to go and hire these grant writers and they're just going to write these grants and try to get them for me that you actually spend the time to really become partners with the people absolutely. that you're helping and that you're working with. You know, that is, that is absolutely right. It, it's, um, and I would say even without Grants Plus, winning grants is never about a little grant writer sitting in a room clicking away at a keyboard. It is an organization-wide endeavor and commitment that stems from the leadership of the organization, making strategic choices about where they're going to focus and where that funding is needed and why, all the way down to the program staff or, or on the ground staff executing the work. And of course, yes, to the, to the staff who are responsible for building those relationships and writing grants. Um, one of our clients um, in, in recent years has been the Arkansas Construction Education Foundation. And I think that gives a really good example of um, what it looks like to be partners. They came to us, uh, the staff at the Arkansas Construction Education Foundation, because they had a big opportunity to partner with organizations across the state to build an apprenticeship uh, and training facility and program. 
And they knew there was major federal funding available. And that's something that's happening right now. Um, in the wake of the pandemic, um, there is a lot of federal money, but uh, you have to be really smart and strategic to take advantage to access that funding. So they came to us with a desire to go after some of this federal funding, but they knew that while they had the expertise of the programs that they were going to implement, they didn't have the experience of putting together a complex competitive federal grant application. And we were honest with them that we were gonna need a lot from them in terms of details, in terms of access to their experts and their partners, but they stepped up to the table we brought our team and expertise and together we put together a really stellar federal application. You know, I think that's so interesting because I, I'm, I'm going to say I had the same misconception. I thought, mm -hmm. well, there's just grant writers and they just go in a room and they just write grants <laughs> and, and that's what they do. Um, but I think that, you know, I know personally working with you all is you've really opened my eyes to how it mm. truly is a strategy. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think the interesting thing right now, and especially for people listening to is what can, you know, you gave this beautiful example of the Arkansas education foundation, but what are other things that, that grants plus can do for the construction industry or grants in general? Because I mm -hmm. think it's, it's almost like we need to demystify mm -hmm. what grants can actually do for organizations. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, yes, and I think, um, you know, I would say we we have the the wonderful opportunity to work one on one with a lot of organizations, but we also consider ourselves to be a resource to the broader industry and um, during the pandemic, for example, we recognize that a lot of organizations were unsure. How should they be approaching funders in this time where there's a lot of urgent need, but their priorities are still important. And so Matt and, I, Matt and I actually partnered uh, together to produce a lot of um, free educational webinars and other resources at that time. And they are still available and we're still producing um, good information and resources on our website. So one thing is I would encourage your listeners to check out our resources and um, uh, you know, grow your own knowledge of what it means to be a grant fundable organization, because it starts with a mindset change. And I think, um, you know, Matt's going to be able to provide some really specific detail about what we're seeing as relates to grants for construction related organizations. But something that applies across the board is you have to go beyond thinking about your own funding needs as an organization. You do not actually win grants to fund your organization. You win grants because you have convinced a funder that you can bring their mission and vision alive and uh, make it come uh, to life on the ground. So winning grants starts with actually understanding what does that funder want to make happen? And then how do you demonstrate to that funder that you have the plan, the skills, the expertise to be selected to fulfill what they'd like to see? Yeah, and that's what that's what I love about um, you all is that you're providing that full picture and you don't just jump in. It's not like someone comes again, as we mentioned, just pay for a writer and you go and write it. But you do because I know that you've changed my mind about what it mm -hmm. means. And I love the fact when you say things like be grant ready, be, mm -hmm. you know, look at your company. Are you able to do that? Because I'm just you know, I think people are scared 
of holy cow, mm. how am I going to have a grant writer? There's only three of us running this company or three, two of us yeah. running this organization. Um, so let me, let me start with this. And you said, you know, Matt would definitely have some background in this. How much potential grant money is available for construction education, construction training for contractors, education foundations, associations? So that's actually a really difficult question because the answer is millions and millions of dollars, depending <laughs> how you go about it. Um, you know, there are funds out there, especially government funds, you know, fe federal and state specifically for construction training. And those are in the millions of dollars um, with grants generally in the six figures. So those are those are sort of the known grants. But to Dana's point about, you know, everyone's work fulfilling the mission of funders, there is a lot of untapped potential out there because your partners haven't gone to funders before and said, you know, hey, we're creating new futures for people. We're doing we're doing all of this great work um, because there there are not a lot of private funders out there that care specifically about construction education, but they surely care about the results that 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 produces. So millions and millions sounds really good. Right. <laughs> and the fact that you know, you said something about untapped. So in the world of grants, is there a number or can you quantify how much goes unclaimed a year? We, we can, and that, that number is actually zero. <laughs> so, okay. so the way all this works, so, you know, a, a, a government program will have an appropriation that it has to spend. So, you know, the Congress or the state legislature will appropriate X dollars to a grant program that has to get spent. Um, in general, that almost always gets spent that year. Um, it's that old adage of, you know, with, with the government, you spend it or you lose it for next year. Um, so that always gets spent. The other thing to keep a, a thought in, uh, about, too, is that with private funders, so foundations, corporate foundations, things like that, they have got a, a IRS-required spend. They have to spend 5% of their total assets on their mission every year. So that money is going to someone and it may as well be your partners. Um, you know, that, that money has to get spent on the mission every year and does, and it's actually usually nationally a little more than 5% gets spent. Um, so it, it is out there. Um, it's a matter of connecting with funders and to Dana's point, showing them how you're fulfilling their mission of creating change in the world. What about the concern? So when you talk about federal grants, you know, there's always been this, um, and I don't know whether it's fact or fiction, that there's a lot of strings attached. And so you get fearful of applying for federal grants or government grants because of everything that's involved in that. Can you speak to a little bit about that? Right. And that, can we call that friction? That is both fact and fiction. Um, okay. There, like there, are, there are definitely strings attached. There, there are some very stringent accounting rules um, that you've got to follow. Um, there, there are some very stringent, although they're always laid out ahead of time, some stringent regulations on what you can actually spend the money on. Um, you, know, you, you generally have less flexibility in producing your results. So the, with a federal grant, if you say 100 people are going to graduate your program, you really want to graduate those 100 people without excuses. Um, having said all that, there's a lot of resources out there for, for dealing with that. Um, and I, most of your partners that I've spoken to, I think have the capacity to take that on. It's just a matter of dedicating that time and you know, maybe bringing in an accountant who understands federal grants, things like that, um, to do that. So if, 
that's federal grants, right? So what about, yeah. what are other types of grants that maybe someone that says, you know, okay, I don't want to go after the federal grants. What other types of grants are there? Sure. So if, if we're looking at this kind of like a taxonomy, you've got your government grants, which are, are going to be federal are going to be the biggest and then, you know, state and local. And those kind of have declining complexity as you go. Um, you know, federal is going to be the most stringent. Um, a, a county grant is going to be the least stringent, all things being equal. Um, but there's also a lot of private money out there. And that is in, in the form of traditional foundations who are, you know, if you, if you if you watch PBS ever, the foundations that they list before every every show, that's that's kind of who those are, the traditional foundations that are someone has already made that money, they put it into the foundation, the foundation gives that five percent. There's also corporate foundations, which I, I know a lot of your partners have dealt with um, either for in-kind um, while setting up facilities or for cash. And those can actually either be um, set up like a like a traditional private foundation where a company has had a windfall. They've, they've sold a unit to someone, they got tens of millions of dollars, they put a couple million dollars into a foundation and make donations off of that. Or they also can just dedicate a percentage of their profits every year. So that's kind of the, 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 the Newman's own model of, you know, you buy their salad dressing, the profit goes into their foundation, they give the money out. Um, you know, you'll see that with a lot of a lot of companies will say, you know, 1% of our pre-tax profits or something like that will go into their foundation and they distribute that. Um, so uh, there, there's a variety of ways. They all pretty much act the same. In the end, they all have something that wants to happen in the world and give all of our organizations money to make that thing happen. But sometimes the the how you go about tracking that, how you go about getting that can be a little bit different. So how do people find these grants that you're talking about? So there's, there's all sorts of ways. Um, you know, if, if you're us, if you're professional fundraisers, um, there are directories out there that we subscribe to that are, are not cheap, um, that have these listings. Um, one of the easiest ways um, is to actually just look at organizations who do the work you do. So for the case of NCCER's partners, it might be people doing other vocational education or community colleges or you know uh, pe people doing similar work but not that exact same work and honestly looking at their websites looking at their annual reports and seeing who's funding them that that can be one of the the quickest easiest uh, and most targeted ways to do that it's not going to get you 100% of the way there but it's going to get you like 80% of the way there very quickly um, you can also for uh, for government grants each state's different of course um, but there usually will be agency pages that list off opportunities, um, or um, some states will have a consolidated page where they show all their spending for the year, and you can see that. Um, and then looking at federal, you can go to grants.gov, and it's 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 a government website. It has all the charm of the IRS, um, but you can still do some pretty sophisticated searches for opportunities on there. Or the easiest, even easier way is to work with someone like Grants Plus. Correct. Thank, thank you for that plug. <laughs> and Jennifer, if I can just say something about that, I think um, we are always asked, you know, how can I find grants? And it's one thing to find them. I think it's another thing to interpret that opportunity and assess if it's really a good fit for, for your organization and your needs. As Matt was talking about, there are strings attached a lot of times. 
Um, but there's also an opportunity cost for any grant that you are going to pursue. There is the time and effort to investigate that grant opportunity, to make contact with that funder, to prepare all of your information, develop that application and submit. And that can be both a long period of time and just a lot of effort. So, um, you know, I really appreciate you suggesting people contact us because sometimes it's really, uh, the hard work is in judging whether your organization should even make, um, you know, put your, your, your foot in the game and go after that grant because it, it's a lot of work and um, there is one thing for sure in grants and it's, you're not gonna bat a hundred. Um, you know, grant seeking is a process. Um, su success begets success, but you want to make sure that you're making the wisest decisions about what grants to even pursue in the first place. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you said about that opportunity. I know you've helped us understand that in terms of, you know, there might be a $5,000 grant versus 100,000, but what does it take to get it? What does it take to how much time do you have to spend documenting things afterwards? So helping people figure out which ones fit best for them, I think is huge with that. Are there any mm -hmm. other surprising or interesting questions that since you've been working now in the construction realm, some things that have come up? Well, I, I, I've done a lot of coaching sessions um, with your partners, which have, have been, you know, half hour sessions where we talk about issues people are facing in grant seeking and one of the things that has surprised me the most is that the the partner organizations are so focused on their day-to-day -day that they don't see the impact they're having on the world and i i realize this is what we do as grant writers every day but you know i i'll be talking with someone and they're talking about their welding program and you know how they're increasing it because there's more need and this that and the other thing and I'll ask them a question like, okay, well, who's who's going through this? Who who is getting this education? Who's getting jobs? And I find out it's it's people who are are not going to go to college, can't afford to go to college, didn't you know have no interest, but are getting their welding training and are making really good salaries two years out, um, whose lives have basically been entirely transformed by being in this program. So. I, being able to give that perspective of take a step back and see the change that you're making in people's lives and really that a lot of what NCCER's partners are doing is the how, not the why. They are the reason, they are the how people are able to step into these great careers. They are the how that a single mom is able to work nine to five and not some completely random schedule, you know, putting together three minimum wage jobs they're the how cities are getting built so being able to talk about things that way i think has been a little bit mind-blowing for a lot of the partners but is a really great way for approaching funding of yeah you're looking at us and yes our product is we are training people for crafters but look at the downstream on this look at all the lives we change look at all the people who are in a better place because of us and I, I, I think people are, are taking that really well. And it's, it's, I think, been a moment for a few people to be like, wow, we really are doing a lot of good stuff. This is great. So I, I'm really happy that I've been the one to kind of talk, talk that through with them. You know, Matt, you hit something that we as an industry have not done well. We have not told our story and told the impact of what we've done. So I think that is such a fantastic thing to hit on here is that in general, not just for the fundraising, the grant opportunities like that, but construction really does 
we need to tout what we're doing for the world, as you said, what we're doing for society, for the economy. And so that's something that's really important to me because I do see these people that come out of these programs. We really are changing the world by providing people with skills, credentials, certifications that they in turn give back to their local communities, to their states, even as they travel around all different places, the projects they're building, whether it's hospitals or schools or office buildings, whatever it might be, we need to do a better job. And I love the fact that you've tied that to that's how you really, really get in the space of the grant world, of the fundraising world, is to think about the impact that right. you're having. So um, just to finish up here, I, I hope that people have found the information. I know that they will find it really informational, great tidbits they could pull away. How can they get in contact with Grants Plus? How can they find out more about you? Well, thank you, Jennifer. Um, we have really appreciated chatting with you today. And we would encourage any of your listeners to visit us online at www.grantsplus.com. And from there, you can um, find access to our resources as well as ways to get in touch with us. So please don't be shy. We'd love to speak with you. And I think, thank you for saying that. I, I think the thing that's been so welcoming with Grants Plus too is you're just open for that initial discussion, right? Sure. We don't know mm -hmm. what we don't know. So I know that's how we started out with you. I had no idea that this type of service existed. And so to be connected and do that initial conversation has been wonderful. So I really appreciate both of you joining us today. And hopefully, again, like I said, I think that the tidbits and the information you've given is fabulous for our industry to get started finding out how they can fund their training, how they can um, really tout the impact that they're having on society and the economy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Join us next week for the next episode of The Builder's Table.